0: radioinfluence.com hello friends romans countrymen lend me your ear or ears you've been doing it for over a year year and a half however long we're doing the rock stops here and i thank you happy new year happy 2023 that pandemic is so far in the rearview mirror, eh, I don't want to hear about it or see it ever again. We are on the rebound, and everybody just seems to be in a, in, a, in a great mood this holiday. Festive, festive, festive. I've attended quite a few parties. I've noticed it. I've talked to other people about it. Uh, not everybody. Everybody has got something. Some harder than others, whether it's financial, whether it's health. I think those are the two big things. Don't you agree? Health, number one, and finances, number two. Well, oh, money doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Bull crap. Bull crap. And health is number one. You can't do anything. You can have all the money in the world, but if you're not, if you're going to kick the bucket and you're not making it, I mean, if you're in serious trouble, uh, Right, 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 right. All right, so this is a different... Rock Stops Here podcast. I was looking around for guests. I have one in the can. "Eh." And you know, just for the sake of getting a guest, why don't I, this is just you and me hanging for this one. I want to look back. It's time to look back and look forward, spring forward. You got to have a little bit of a plan or you're never going to get anything accomplished. And I read a stat. Now, I don't know how or who came up with this, but you've got a 42% chance of accomplishing a task each day when you write that down, whether you write it down the night before or you write it down that day. If you don't write it down, it's 42% less that you're actually going to accomplish that. You might have it in your mind. And I got to do a better job with that. I really have. I've got some goals this year. I saw a guy that I follow. He used to be with the Rays. Uh, I like this guy. And he's like, I checked off at the end of the year. I hit like, you know, 80% of my goals. And I was like, damn, I didn't even write down any goals last year. And I don't even know when the last time that's happened that I've actually written down goals. It's a good idea, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it today after I finish this podcast. I got a couple of notes that I just jotted down. I'm going to do that. And maybe, you know, try to do that during the day. I've never been one to use the calendar, planning. It drives my wife crazy. We're so different. She is such a planner. She just hit me on a thing for the summer. Look into this. I haven't even gotten my my flight for the super bowl i did get approved i I gotta get on it we got another trip here uh, june or july (laughs) but anyway i've been bad at that bad at that i love going with the flow that's always been my thing but there comes a time where you do have to set goals and plan i i want to do that i'm very 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 thankful that my health is good i might have a little bit of a cold here today but i mean i'm very very thankful I almost didn't make it two years ago with a gallbladder operation and it was bad and my liver wasn't functioning and there was a blockage. And uh, the surgeon told me that in her 24 years of doing these surgeries, she's never seen numbers as funky as mine. They were very, very concerned. But I made it. I made it through. And any of you, even my man Jerry, with this great radio influence he's had one hell of a last couple of years maybe even a decade and he's a younger man than me and i just wish all the best for him and recovery and just you you make it through this jerry and anyone any of you guys man that are just suffering from health just you just gotta try there's gonna be days when you're really down but you gotta try to stay positive look for the little things look for the little little victories it's almost like the Bucks. <laughs> RG3, was saying about Brady and the offense. You know, they, they look like they're in mud. They have no rhythm. They're no connection. Nothing this year. And you need a couple of little short, short early passes to try to get in a rhythm. It's the small, little. Look for little victories. So anyway... I got a couple of ideas here I wanted to bounce off you guys. But what I did want to go back is just some of the top rock moments. My top rock moments on the Rock Stops here uh, this past year. And it all started really last January. A year ago from here, it was the NFL playoff season. I love NFL playoffs. And the Bucs were in. The Bucs had won the Super Bowl championship the year before. The Bucs were in. And it was looking like you know they they ended up uh, they ended up beating the Eagles here in Tampa, and what I remember I don't I'm not going to get into X's and O's here nothing like that. It's more of like life. What I remember about the Bucks Eagles uh, playoff game last year was a f- former coworker and friend Chris O'Connell, who works at the Fox affiliate sometimes he does a little bit of sports but he's mostly a news reporter and he did a little sports for us at bay news 9 but he was he was the main news reporter the breaking news reporter hollywood we used to call him because he he at one time he walked around in the newsroom with shades on uh but a good dude a good father good family man good guy good guy from philly went to Temple. Uh, had moved around a little bit and was able to finish out now his t- TV career in Philly. So he got to cover the game and we hooked up another former co-worker, great guy. He's still working in this market as a producer, Tim Williams. The three of us met in a little hotel right off of where not far from International Drive or International Mall. And because that's where Chris O'Connell was staying with his uh, videographer, his camera guy. And they were here to cover the Eagles. And he was doing a lot of fan stuff. And he went to the, there's a place that has cheesesteaks in Dunedin. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty close to uh, what Philly has. I know he did a story there. Da, 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 da. And that, it was really cool. And we sat down in the lobby of this hotel. He did my podcast, The Rock Stops Here, on what it's like to be a newsman. Pros and cons. There were more cons once we stopped recording. <laughs> Cuz he still is in the business and still is a news reporter and doesn't want to really, you know, you yeah, know, you know. I'll do an, I'll do a post uh, broadcasting career Chris O'Connell news and we'll do a rock stops here but it was funny it's funny just how the things have changed when he was here at bay news 9 and blah 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 and it was funny too because that was the game the nfc divisional game that there was a reporter that fell asleep on his laptop in the press box at raymond james stadium and there was somebody took a picture of it and it went viral he had party too heavy and it was interesting because if it's it's bowl, it's been bowl season, and when you get these reporters that have been covering a team, and they get to travel, the ones that don't have a chance to travel a lot. Now, if you get national reporters and they travel all the time, it's no big deal. As a matter of fact, they they most of them would prefer not to travel as much, especially now with airlines and the way it is. It's a hassle. It's not like funny it used to be. But for those reporters or camera people that don't get a chance to travel, when they go to a bowl game, when they go to a playoff game in a different city, look out. Especially those that are married and have kids and never get a chance to get out, look out. And I know this for a fact, that there are many that come to cover games, playoffs here in Tampa, and at night, when they're all done with their work, quite a few will hit strip clubs because Tampa is known for that. Go up and down, Dale maybe go all over. You know, you know. And the consensus that I got this past year from those that visited, I'm not a strip club guy. It's not like I'm against it or anything like that. It's just not my thing. I don't want to, I hate getting bombarded. I haven't been with one in a while, and you know you get bombarded, and you know they're they're they trying to get so much money off you. Because back when I was in New Jersey, they would have like go uh, go 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 dancers, and they'd be behind the bar, and they're not hitting you up for money. You go down drink get beer, you're looking at it. That's cool for me, but I don't like to be bombarded trying to you know get my money. It's very expensive. It's just not my thing. But those that traveled here for bowls and playoff games told me that the biggest, say they hadn't been in a strip club in 10 years or whatever, they couldn't believe how many girls are in the strip clubs in Tampa. That blew them away. But anyway, it was good to see Chris O'Connell and that's what I remember about that. What I also remember is a year ago from now, we had gotten tested as uh, reporters every single week. I was from training camp all the way to the end of the season, regular season, tested every week to see if you were positive. And if you were, God forbid, you're gone, boom. Didn't happen, thank God. But once a week. And once the playoffs started in the NFL last year, do you remember? There was no more testing. The NFL's like, look, We don't need Aaron Rodgers. We don't need Brady. We don't need these players to test positive, our superstars. We need playoffs. We need Super Bowl. There was no more testing. COVID didn't all of a sudden go away. It cracked me up. Same for us. We didn't have to be tested anymore. It wasn't like we were going in the locker room or anything like that. So that's what I really remember. And then the Rams beat the Buccaneers. The Rams went on to the Super Bowl. My friend or former coworker, J.B. Long, who used to be at Bright House Sports Network with me, And he is the play-by-play voice of the L.A. Rams. And we spent a little bit of time talking and where he's living with his family and all that. He's just a real good guy. Very, very successful in a great spot. How about that, man? He had done play-by-play in college for Pac-12 Network. And the owner of the Rams, moving from St. Louis, Kroenke, to L.A., wanted a younger voice, someone that the community... The, the the market would stay with. You know, that's how it goes for play-by-play. Look at Gene Deckerhoff here in Tampa Bay, how long he's been doing it. Most play-by-play guys, unless you screw up, you'll have that gig. They don't like to change that a lot. You want to have that familiar voice that you're so familiar with. And so he's set. He is set with the Rams, and it was cool to catch up with them. See, that's what I remember about last year at that time. My top rock moment, in sports casting or this Rock Stops here. It really was the Stanley Cup, the NHL Stanley Cup final. It was game six. Two times defending Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning, were playing the upstart Colorado Avalanche. And same thing. We were not allowed in the locker room all year. You always had to have the mask. You you could not go in at all to either be Zoom, and all of a sudden I can't remember if it was just for the final, the final series, the Stanley Cup, or it was the playoffs. Players were coming into a room, and there would be what they call a media gangbang that you you you. There's like five six deep, and you can actually ask questions in person in instead of Zoom to the players. And I remember Stamkos and Hedman and. Vasilevsky Vasilevsky doesn't like to uh, be interviewed but it it, it it for the playoffs it now I remember it was up on a podium on a podium type thing or they're sitting up there with coach Cooper and the same thing with the opposing teams and then though for the Stanley Cup final they actually brought him into a room and you could actually uh, you know see them you're 10 feet away you can eye to eye ask questions and I remember Stamkos coming in, he goes, You know what? You guys think you know, you report, you have no idea what's going on in that room. No idea. And this and this is Steven Stamkos, who is a great guy, captain. He's grown up in the organization, well respected, family guy, leader. And he never makes any excuses. He's like, you guys have no idea what's going on in that room. And then once the lightning lost and then it came, this guy had to have this operation. This one was playing on this torn thing. This one had this broken. This one with this. It was unbelievable. Hockey players are so damn tough, man. They really are. But what was really, um, for me, for me, so it was coming to an end. I think the Lightning were just tired, man, for all those extra games to the third year in a row. And Colorado, they were younger. They were faster. And the Avalanche won it. They clinched. They won. They won the Stanley Cup. It was game six. It was a 2-1 game. Lightning had had a one nothing lead. Stamkos, the only goal. I think Vassie stopped something like 28 of 30. But what I remember about this thing was, we did the interview. I did the interviews, Okay for my, my uh, other, my publication that I work for. And I'm finished and I'm walking out. I'm walking down the hallway underneath, inside Emily Arena. And I see the door, two doors to go out onto the ice. And I was not in that line because I wasn't national and I wasn't covering the Colorado Avalanche. And it's on my credential, I'm with the Lightning covering the lightning but there was a security guy there and it was just like and i just went up and he goes and he motioned me go ahead you're, you go through go through and all of a sudden i'm out on the ice and here is the colorado avalanche and it was they already had their little quick celebration inside the, lo- the locker room dressing room but they were out on the ice with their families and friends and here i am on the ice with the team that just won the Stanley cup and I'm taking pictures and I'm soaking it in and to be, be in that. And it was so cool. How young when you get up close, how young these avalanche players are. And they either had girlfriends or if they had wives and kids, the kids were toddlers because they're so young and they're on the ice and they were hugging one another and they had, were taking pictures with their families, and and the cup was there, and just walking around the ice. And I had no idea. Like when I went to drive to Amalie Arena that day, I was covering the Lightning in Game Six. Maybe they, maybe they'll win and get it to a Game Seven, or if they lose, their season is over. I had no no idea that I, and to experience that is so neat. Because it's such a long, long process from training camp through the long regular season, through the grind of the playoffs. And here these young guys are on top of the heap. Their owner was there. He was wearing the, the championship hat. Cronky. And I was like, and they were all, I was like unbelievable. It was so neat to see. It was really, really neat to see. And I was driving home and I was just like, that was a really cool night. At Amelie Arena in downtown Tampa. That was really, really, really good. Um, Because there's not... And I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I've experienced that a couple of times. Being out when a team wins a championship. Just a few times. Because when the Lightning won the Stanley Cup, that first time with Brad Richards, Marty St. Louis, Vincent LeCavalier, Javi Boulin, the Boulin Wall, uh... I was up in Section 109 doing a live broadcast on Bay News 9, and I was live the whole time. I could not get down into the Lightning dressing room. And I know reporters were drinking out of the cup and all that and experienced that, but I had to stay up because I did an hour, hour and a half live, maybe a couple of guests, throwing down to this reporter, doing highlights, the Lightning won the Stanley Cup, throwing to news reporters that are out at sports bars, celebration, that type of thing. So I really didn't experience that when the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Although with Jenny Dean, who now works for the CBS affiliate in Tampa, we did host the whole live victory parade. We had helicopters, reporters on the field. That was really, really neat when the players went out in these, um, uh, what do you call them, with the tops down, convertibles and all through and dah, 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 dah. when the bucks back in the brad johnson day and mike Allstott and those guys and sap and brooks and lynch and ronnie when they won the stanley when they won the uh super bowl in san diego i was on the field and i remember brad johnson actually came out of the celebration and he goes hey rock i came out you live and i'm like oh we're in commercial brad it's long commercials and he goes oh i said go go back in you can celebrate with your team like how cool was that for him to actually because i had covered him the whole time and i we always had a connection i always respected big brad and i love his trick shots that he does i don't know if you guys see that at all brad johnson go follow him on twitter he does these Incredible trick shots on a basketball court at his house with footballs. He does Frisbees. He's uncanny. It's unbelievable. But that was kind of neat. And then um, when the Rays clinched the AL, the American League, beating the Boston Red Sox, and were going to the World Series to take on the Phillies back in the Evan Longoria day. And I remember being in the clubhouse, And just the beer and the champagne and the celebration and getting soaked and doused and the music is blasting and you're walking around with your camera guy and getting interviews and I didn't even have goggles and your eyes burn a little bit with the champagne. But just to experience that. It's so neat. I don't take it for granted. And I'll never forget too, a funny part of that. I know this is supposed to be looking back on 2022, but I I go back a little bit here and there. One quick story. There was so many Bud Lights, because Bud Light was a sponsor. There were so many cans of Bud Light that were down on the ground. You know, they put down, they put up tarps in uh, locker rooms or dressing rooms when a team is gonna clinch a championship. So they they spray champagne, they spray beer all over, and it doesn't get everything wet. And so they put down tarps. And there were so many cans of beer, and there was beer all over and all over and all over. And when I finally finished all that coverage that day, my friend, Whitney Johnson, lives like five minutes from Tropicana Field. And so I was so wound up I didn't want to go home and I stopped at Whitney's house and I said, you believe that the Rays are going to the world series. And he's like, you believe that? And he goes, you want a beer? I said, I would love a beer. He goes, I only got one beer. We'll share it. And I laughed. He had a can of beer and he poured out a half of the can in a glass and we toasted. And I said, 20 minutes ago I was in a locker room with cases and cases and cases of beer and now I'm ready to party with Whitney and we're sharing one beer. (laughs) Oh the irony of it all. But anyway um, it was really really it was really really neat to be out there on the ice with the Colorado Avalanche. So a couple of other like really neat things that I I did this past year. Number one, the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. So many of my colleagues have gone. It's a big networking, fun NFL. Anybody associated with the NFL likes going to the Combine. It's not all just the players coming out of college, what their vertical is, what their speed is, how far the quarterbacks can throw, how much the linemen can bench, things like that. You don't get to that until like two days in. The first couple of days, two days, it's all NFL people, GMs, scouts, head coaches, press conferences. NFL Network has got a big set. CBS Sports HQ has a nice set. Uh, Florio and NBC uh, Pro Football Talk with Chris Sims, which I'll mention in a second. They got a set NFL XM serious NFL radio uh, has a set. Uh, And then there's radio row, which it's no longer radio row. It's basically teams have their own digital uh, setups. So it's like the Rams is there. I was next. We were next to the giants and the jets and their reporters. Cause radio row used to be radio stations. Not anymore. There's only a handful of radio stations. It's all digital, uh, all in one. The teams have their own uh, situations now. It's just changed. It's just changed. But it was really, really neat. And I got to sit down with a couple of really big names in media. One that stood out to me of all the interviews that I did was Jane Slater of NFL Network. Now, I had a friend of mine that's in the media and is in a smaller market, and he's single now. He and his fiancé broke up, and he's single. And once he saw that, he was hitting me up. And Can you put in a good word for me? And I know sometimes she's out of Dallas, but she fills in on good morning football in New York. I was thinking about going down there. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know her that good. She's a beautiful woman and was so down to earth. Jane Slater. It was one of my favorites because I basically ran after her when she came off the set with one microphone, I think, I don't know if I had two, but when you're on the move and you're on the go and you're running, you don't have time to set up, man. You got to hit them on the fly. And I ran up and I caught up to her and we were walking down the hallway. She was done with her day. Remember, she's been there for, I don't know, eight hours, six hours, all the preparations. She's been on set. She's now heading out, and I said, Jane, Jane, she turns, my name is Rock Riley, I've been covering sports in Tampa Bay a long time, I'm a big fan, I have the Rock Stops Here podcast, How You Made It to the Top, Do You Have Five Minutes? And she said, sure, boom, let's sit over there. I was like, oh my God, and we sat down, it was like a runway, there were so many people that walked by us looking like, who's that jag?" that's interviewing Jane Slater. Who's that guy? (laughs) And we sat down and she was great. From her years in radio in Dallas to small market TV, getting the call that changed her life with her agent, NFL Network is hiring you, covering the Cowboys, the personal life, her dad, not being a sports fan. She actually, it was And I was blown away. And I said, thank you. Let me take a picture so I can post this for my guys. Boom, boom. And she was gone. I was like, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. What a, you know, how cool is that? Peter Schrager, Fox Sports, NFL Network. He's on Good Morning Football. Stopped him. He had had a long day. Right in the media center. Stopped him. He says, I said, can you do my podcast? Just five minutes, five minutes. He's like. He probably had done so many interviews, man. Here's a guy with headphones and a microphone bothering him. And he goes, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I said, no problem. And he went to the bathroom. He came out. Somebody else was interviewing him. He goes, I only got five minutes. I got to be on another thing. No problem. Boom. Couldn't have been nicer. He was the one that said, when I say at the end, what's your advice on how to make it to the top? Be a good." He goes, don't be an asshole. I said, oh, don't be, no, be a good guy. He goes, no, take it a step further. Don't be an asshole. That's the number one thing. I'm like, wow, that's good. And he goes, you're so cool, man. Thank you. He was really, really nice. Just really a pleasure. So then I had seen Chris Sims. And I didn't think Chris Sims would remember me. How many years ago was it when Chris Sims was a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's a long time, right? Chris Sims now. He's on top with Florio, Mike Florio, NBC Sports, Pro Football Talk. And like him or love him for his opinions, and he has strong ones, some that I even disagree with. I saw him. He remembered me immediately and couldn't have been nicer. Bro hug. I said, Chris, I have a podcast. The Rock Stops here. If you got a little bit of time, he goes, sure, definitely. I got to interview Desmond Ritter. I have somebody else coming up after that. And then he got busy and I was kind of hanging in the background and blah, 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 blah. blah, And I saw him in a hallway and I said, we'll do it tomorrow. You got it. Then I saw him at night. There was one hotel that so many of the NFL people were staying at. And they would all kind of have a few cold ones or hang out at night. And it's one big fraternity. It's NFL people, one big fraternity. And I saw him. He goes, tomorrow, we'll do it Tomorrow. And then that next day, and then finally, he was like, okay. And he, it was unbelievable. I was, just take me back to your days. And, you know, you grew up the son of Phil Sims. And he was explaining, like, it was hard because, but he goes, look, do I have it hard? No. I grew up in a nice home, good parents. I was well taken care of. So I am not here to complain. But he was always compared to his dad. Are you as good as his dad? And then he gets into broadcasting. His father is still, he's on CBS on the, on the weekend, on the NFL, CBS NFL Sunday. He's still doing it. And he did, you know, and here's Chris Sims and he's made his own mark. But when I asked him about his day when he was playing for the Bucks and he had internal uh, bleeding from his spleen, he damn near lost his life. And he started talking to me and here I am standing up With one microphone, interviewing him for the Rock Stops here in a busy, busy room where there's college athletes, there's agents, there's media, there's coaches, there's other shows, everything. It's just a beehive of activity. And I'm standing in the middle of this room interviewing Chris Sims. And he starts going back to that day and starts crying he was crying. You know how they said there's no crying in baseball, there's no crying in football? Well, he was crying. And he was telling me that it was so it was so iffy if he was gonna live that they called and said, Have your wife come in here and say goodbye, like the last rights type thing. Wow. And yeah, and he couldn't have been nicer. And he said, anything you ever need, I said, anything you need too, man. So, I mean, it was really, really, it was a great experience. And the one thing that really, of all that, that stood out to me. Now, when is the NFL combine? It's late February, early March, right? This is a year ago. It'll be a year and like a month. When I flew into Indianapolis, I'm used to Florida, where everything had been opened up. Tourism was booming. This is a year ago, right? Get to Indianapolis, get an Uber, go to downtown Indy, heart of downtown. Nobody's around. It's a weekday. It's, it's not like late at night. Nobody's around. Go to the hotel, Little Hampton Inn. You can walk to the convention center. They had a truckers convention. They had a Big Ten women's basketball tournament. And they had the NFL Combine. And even with that, there was nobody in downtown. You know, when you go to cross the street and it will say 20, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 30, You look both ways. You don't even have to. There's no cars. Storefronts were boarded up. They had not come back. So many businesses were lost, like in that part of the country, in the Midwest, in Indianapolis. Like, I was blown away. And we went to interview Bruce Arians after Jeff Darlington was done with him at ESPN. He said, I just got to say one thing before we start. It really hurts me. It's sad to see what's going on down here in Indianapolis. I loved it here when he was a coach at Indianapolis. Remember that? When he became the interim head coach, he got coach of the year with the cancer with his uh, the, 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 the head coach. Remember all that? He's with Peyton Manning. And he goes, I love downtown. There was a few watering holes that he loved to go to. And he's like, I had a condo right over there. And to see how closed up everything is and nobody around Ghost Town. Wow, it hurts. And I was like, wow. And then, of course, we interviewed him. And at that time, Brady had retired. Remember that? And it was going to be Trask or uh, Blaine Gabbert. And he was saying, we're like, Bruce, you're, you're, you're pushing 70. You've had health. Are you thinking about retiring? No, no. I like building a team. Look at a guy like Cyril Grayson who we got last year. I like that getting that diamond in the rough. Jason and I are going to build this. And I was like, okay. And then, so then fast forward to the NFL owners meetings last year that I went to for the first time. Oh my God. The opulence, the money to be around NFL owners. It was at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach. Palm Beach, Florida. I I was there twenty-some years ago with Sharon Parker, a reporter for 970 WFLA News. She and I were sent down by our boss Gabe Hobbs to cover the Tampa Bay Double Rays and the Arizona Diamondbacks were gonna be made official as the newest franchises in Major League Baseball. And we were there for a couple of days. And I knew Vince. I knew everybody. Sharon was coming from the news side. We were staying at a little hotel. And I remember I, one day it was so boring. And I knew nothing was going to happen that day. And I said, Sharon, I'm going to go back to the hotel, take a nap. And she's like, a nap? You know, we're, we're supposed to be covering this. I'm going to take a nap. And I went back and took a nap. And I woke up. I had a phone call. Call Gabe Hobbs. Gabe up immediately. He goes, what are you doing? you taking a nap? Yeah, because I knew that was going on. Get back there. Don't take a nap. Sharon called me and told me you're taking a nap. (laughs) Okay, okay, Gabe. Okay, boss. And then I headed back. And everything was good, and it was a celebration and all that. And we drove back, and we went into Gabe Hobbs' office, and everything was cool. And he goes, and and once again, don't take a nap again on company time. I said, okay, Gabe. (laughs) But I had not been back at the Breakers, and it's 25 years later. So I didn't really remember. I remember inside the breakers was really, really nice. And this is unbelievable. You drive up, there's a big, huge white tent, NFL. They build it on the grounds, the water fountains, the beautifully uh, manicured lawns, the trees, the the flowers. Uh, reporters are out on the, uh, on the outside, on the lawn, on nice chairs. And mixing in with, with rich people, rich people. Older people that are customers, clientele that stay at the breakers. Uh, It was surreal. It was surreal. And it's the only time where owners, coaches, general managers, and media all mingle together. When's the last time anybody's ever hung with an NFL owner? It just doesn't happen. And I went and the guys from Joe Bucks fan, they're used to going like Ira Kaufman and Steve. And they were just telling me and I was like, oh my God, my brother-in-law who works on Park Avenue in the NFL offices, his office is here. Roger Goodell is right there. And Andy, my brother-in-law, I got to see him. And we hung out for for a good chunk of time at the party. And it was unbelievable. And I got Adam Schefter to come on the Rock Stops Here podcast. It was quick. He is always on his phone. Always on his phone. And I went up to him the day before that I was able to get him. And it was quick. And I said, Adam, how you doing? My name is Rock Riley. I remember you used to be on the Fabulous Sports Babes show, national show. You were calling in from Denver. You were covering the Denver Broncos. And you had a great delivery. You were good. And I remember those days. And he was like, wow. Like, yeah, wow, that's cool. Okay. All right, I, I, I'll see you. So, boom, that's all I did. Next day, I see Adam Schefter. He's milling about. Everybody wants a piece of him, giving him information. He's working the room, but it's outside. And I saw him again, and I said, Adam, can you do the rock stops here real quick, real quick? And he, you know, Rock Raleigh, I saw you yesterday. Fabulous sports, babe. And he's like, go ahead. And I just, boom, record. So thank you for dropping the, thank you, fabulous sports, babe. Nancy Dino, thank you, fabulous. Because without your name, I probably wouldn't have got that interview, even though it was quick. And he was actually, he goes, excuse me, I got to take this call. I let it run. I let it run. And he was busy. And I got the guys from NFL, uh, Sirius XM, NFL Radio, uh, Pat Kerwin, Jim Miller, Alex Marvez, Josina Anderson, used to be on ESPN, CBS Sports, HQ. I stopped her because she interviewed at Bay News 9, Bright House. I took her to Courtside Grill in Vanellas County. Me myself and Chris Elias, we needed a female reporter. She was coming from Denver. She was going to get the gig. Our boss decided at the last minute, nah, we'll move on. I thought that she never wanted to see me again. And I went up to her. I said, Josina, you probably don't remember me. Rock Riley in Tampa. It didn't work out. But boy, oh boy, you've gone to the top and ESPN. Now you're at CBS. Could you do a few minutes? She goes, sure. And we were done, she hugged me. And then she took off after Harbaugh and boom. And then I watched her stuff. Her phone was there. her I don't know if she had a laptop, all of her stuff. And she was gone for quite a while. And she came back and said, I just want to watch your stuff for you. She goes, oh, thank you. And again, it's at the Breakers Hotel. Everybody in there is rich. And if you're going to re- take, I, I doubt anybody would do that. They do have security. But that was an experience. And the party at night, overlooking the water, the food, the oh, the drinks, the oh and i was like there's Pete carroll walks by much skinnier than i thought looks good though for like 70 there's the jets owner woody he has a, a hat on with a suit here's robert Kraft with his woman fiance at the time or now they're married here's uh here's Jake glazier of fox he's holding court p uh mike tomlin i said mike hey he was holding court I said rock Raleigh, tampa remember He's like, hey, man. I don't know if he did. I think he did because he used to be a defensive backs coach under Dungy. Um, who else? Oh, you know who else was holding court? Jim Mc, uh, Not Jim McVay. Sean McVay. They had just won the Super Bowl. And he was the man. He was holding court. And it was just such a great night. Unbelievable. And again, I'm driving back from Palm Beach to Pinellas County here. And just like, wow, what I just witnessed, experienced, it was really, really neat. And everybody was in a good mood. Everybody was nice. Everybody was cool. I thought that that was great. There's still something strange because then all of a sudden we get back, and we were there. One little story, one quick little story for you. We are... Going upstairs in the breakers, a small contingent that covers the bucks maybe seven of us, Ira, me, this Rick Stroud from the Times, Greg Allman from the Athletic at the time, the camera person and reporter for the Buccaneers, um, I can't remember who else, not many, and we're going to get Brian, Joel Glazier, one of the owners of the Buccaneers, He only talks one time a year at the NFL owners' meetings. Jason Light, general manager, and also Bruce Arians. And when it came time to interview Bruce Arians, it wasn't a member of the public relations staff. It was the CEO or COO, Brian, because the public relations gentleman, Nelson, slipped on the tile floor at the breakers and split his head open. And he says, hey, guys, just want to let you know, Bruce has had to leave. Immediately, and we're like, "Oh, okay. Is he okay? Is it health related? No, it's not health related. But we can't say it's personal." Immediately, I was like, "Okay, just want to make sure he's okay," because all the coaches are there. They do a big team photo near the big uh, the big water fountain in the front of the breakers every year. Andy Reid always has shorts and a flowered shirt on. <laughs> And wow, Arian's left? That's not like him. But and then, then we get back to Tampa and then and then he's stepping down. And the job is going to Todd Bowles. And yet Brady is there. And then but they're gonna keep him and he's gonna be senior consultant. And he's gonna be allowed in practice and he's gonna have his golf cart. There it, I, I I would love to know that really, really, really there's got to be more to that story, and hopefully one day Uh, one day we'll find out. But anyway, it was just another highlight, man, for me. And again, I'm all about the relationships, the behind the scenes. I just love it. And it was very, very, very fortunate. Um, real quickly, I like covering baseball, obviously. Spring training is always one of my favorites, and I made the drive down to Port Charlotte. Now, I don't know if you heard, but the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, are no longer going to be, not this year, they're not going to be having spring training at Port Charlotte because the hurricane, I think it was Hurricane Ian, I get the names mixed up, it did so, too much damage to the whole facility. It wouldn't be ready in time. So they're going to play at Disney's Wide World of Sports. I all—I have a, I have a really uh, fondness in my heart for Disney's of sports, because that's where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers years ago under Gruden and, and, uh, sap and Lynch and those guys, that's when, that's where they trained. And for years, because we, again, I had a half hour show at night on TV. You got to have a lot of content and we would go and I would go for the whole two or three weeks. We, uh, we, we did hotels and then we ended up renting a house And oh my God, we would drink some beer at night and have such a good time. There was a time where we just lined up all the beer cans and I always got up in the morning, always made it out to the morning practice, came back and then went back for the lunch, the the afternoon, they used to do two a days and then back editing all day. And then at 11 o'clock at night, you got to be at your best. That's the one thing that I was able to do for 18 years. Uh, Imagine like going to your job and everything that happens during the day and then come 11 o'clock at night, every night, you got to look your best. You got to look awake. And that's when you're bringing it. And no matter what has gone on in your day, there was a couple of times where I was responsible, a single dad, uh, my ex raised Hunter, my son. Uh, I would have him every other weekend or however that went, but I would pick him up from school. And I remember I was at Disney's Wide World of Sports, and there were a couple of times where she's like, I can't pick him up. That's your responsibility. I drove. I went to morning practice. I went to maybe the beginning of the afternoon practice. No, I probably hightailed it out there. And I drove from Disney all the way to Pasco County, Newport Ritchie, picked up my son from school, dropped him off at his grandmother's and then drove back and made it in time because I had to be live in the six o'clock hour. I did that for a couple of times, but whatever. But I just remember I always like Disney's Wide World of Sports because I remember those were some good times covering the Bucs, staying in the house. God, we had some good times. Oh my God. There is one story that will blow you away. I cannot tell it on here. If you see me out and about, ask me about it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'll just leave it at that. Um. But anyway, so anyway, you know, I went to Port Charlotte. I always like spring training. It's kind of neat. I love, I don't know. I just love spring training. I love hearing the sound of the ball hitting the bat. Not the ping, the aluminum, the wood bat, the sound of the ball popping into the catcher's mitt or guys playing catch. It, usually the weather at spring training is just gorgeous. Not, not much humidity, blue skies. I just love it. I just love it. And so looking ahead, all right, let's, let's get into looking ahead here. What I would like this year. And what about you? Set some goals. If you haven't already, now is a good time. Set some goals for yourself for this year because otherwise you're not going to accomplish anything. You're going to be doing the same old, same old. What For For a big picture, for this area, I my wish is for Stu Sternberg to sell the Tampa Bay Rays. Listen, I have... I personally have always gotten along with Stu very well. He's always been nice to me. Now, I know he has a ton of detractors. He has. He and his ownership group have made a fortune from when they bought this thing to where they are now. He's not down here full-time. He... You got to be able to, in order to get a stadium, like you got to put in money. And I'm hearing some rumblings, but until I can get any confirmation, I don't want to mention it here. But just that would be my wish. An owner with deep pockets comes in and buys the Tampa Bay Rays. And I mean, it's incredible what Jeff Venick has done for for the Lightning organization and for downtown, the Channel Side area, the Water Street project. Have you been down there? Oh my God. I was talking to a Tampa official just last night at an unbelievable party. And he was telling me that, like, St. Pete was always 10 years, they were 10 years ahead of Tampa. St. Pete has been booming. Well, now downtown Tampa is booming. I forget who it was that came out just last week that Tampa is the number one city, number one place to live. Like, it is just, it's green, it's done right. The construction—it's just—it's great. It's a great place to be, and with the Lightning having sellouts, look—are there hockey are people that like hockey? Yes, but still, in the where it is in the pecking order, come on, man. As far as rankings, but yet every single Lightning game is sold out. Now it's fast pace. It's a great—it's a great sport to watch in person. Baseball is slower, but still, they could do better. And I know Stu has tried. They've tried to you know, fix up the trap, they've tried, bring your own food, they've tried concerts on Fridays and Saturdays, they've allowed you to do this and that, they made the walkway so you could walk all the way around, you don't have to be bored in your seat, they brought the the fish tank in for pet, You bring your kids, pet the rays, they do all, they've really done, uh, but I just think it's time for a change. It's time for an owner with deep pockets that's willing to to really step it up and that is one of my wishes. Now, for me, number one is health. That I can control somewhat. Uh, Don't overdo it with excess with stuff Uh, and try to do my best. But again, sometimes you get stricken. I mean, it's not in you, nothing you can do. So that's number one and, and praying for my family that everyone is continued good health. And I pray for my man, Jerry. Just hope you get stronger, buddy. And anybody else that's, that's dealing with, uh, you know, physical problems, maybe mental as well, get your help if you need it. Um, and number two is I got to do more. The Rock Stops Here podcast is nice. I would like to actually go to video, but I got to figure that all out because the majority of my, my my guests are out on the road. It's not like I'm bringing anybody to a studio. You know what I'm saying? If there's anybody that has any space, I can work out a barter with you or something. I would love to do that. Please hit me up. You can hit me up on Twitter at Real Rock Riley, Instagram, Real Rock Riley, Facebook, Rock Riley, uh, message me there's easy ways to get a hold of me um but i tried that one time and it just didn't work oh my god but again i i, I want to do more than just this and there is some, oh and i want to thank i want to thank the Pat and aaron show on 953 fm and 620 a.m w d a e those guys Starting with Pat Donovan, have asked me to come on with them. And it's been a blast. Also, the Ryan Gorman show on 970 WFLA. He seems to be a nice guy. I've been done I've done once a week, every Friday morning during football season on Ryan's show. And then Pat and Aaron's show. I go in studio at the end of the month. We kind of kid around. It's my time of the month, you know, my cramps. It's the my time of the month. End of the month. Once a month with those guys, chop it up. They got great chemistry and thank you because no one in local TV or local radio has extended an invitation for me to go on. I have put on so many local media guys on TV and on radio in my years and Pat and Aaron were the only ones. They'd ask me and I appreciate it. And I got to tell you, and I'm, I told this to Pat. I went to the ReliaQuest Bowl Gridiron Gala last week. And it used to be called the Outback Bowl. They got a new sponsor. They spend a lot of money. They put the best party. It's incredible with the dancers in cages. The drinks are flowing, the food, the partying 1,600 people in one big-ass ballroom at the Marriott Waterside, and it is great. And I had several people come up to me and say, hey, Rock, I heard you on DAE. I heard you on the Pat and Aaron show. And I was like, really? It tells me that radio is not dead. It's not totally dead. Like, I, I know podcasting has taken over especially video as well, video podcasting. And I get it. I get it. Believe me. I want to increase that. But the response that I got at that party blew me away. Really? You know? Now, 970 WFLA has an older audience. And I did get a, a, a kid at the basketball game come and said, my grandmother heard you on 970 radio. <laughs> tell your grandma thank you but there is something still about live radio same thing with live tv there there really is so so there you go and just i got some goals i'm i want to do a lot more i'm updating my resume i just I, i i didn't do any of that and i i got the bug man and i got the energy and the passion and so i'll continue to do this but we'll see i'm i'm going to set some goals set some goals for yourself cuz remember that stat that i read and my wife always goes what's your source cuz she was a news reporter uh oh yeah 42% no you'll if you set a goal each day you're 40% more likely to hit that goal if you write it down so do that do that let's have fun man let's enjoy because you never know so happy new year and to all of you if you're not subscribed subscribe uh you know just do what you can man but i appreciate everybody all righty and 2023 2023 holy crap is gonna be a hell of a year set that goal i'll talk to you next week